Today begins the holiest of weeks for we as Catholics and for Christians throughout the world. And this holiest of weeks means, the word holy itself means that it is a week set aside. Holy means to be set aside for a certain purpose, for a sacred purpose. And so this week is set aside for us to remember and, and let us recall that this remembrance is not just a, oh, let's recall some events that happened 2,000 years ago, but this remembrance is a reliving of the events that took place in order to recelebrate and, and recognize the events that have come and that have happened in order to save us. And so as we enter into Palm Sunday and we celebrate Jesus coming into Jerusalem and we, and we read the Passion narrative and we enter into this, this Holy Week, all of the readings this week are leading up to Jesus' Last Supper on Holy Thursday, to his crucifixion and death on Good Friday, and then into the resurrection on Easter Sunday morning. All of this for us to enter into the mysteries, not just, not just for us to recall them, but for us to enter into them wholeheartedly. And so for us to enter wholeheartedly into these, it's important that we participate in the liturgies throughout this week, especially Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, of course. That way we are actually reliving the very saving events that, that God has laid before us, the very saving events that God has gone through in order to redeem us and to reconcile us to the Father. One of the things, there's a, there's a phrase in one of the Gospels uh, after, Jesus, uh, after Jesus is found in the temple, he's, he's left his parents' side, he's found in the temple and it says he lives with his parents and he grows in wisdom and knowledge. And scholars have debated on, on what this actually means. Since Jesus is God, how can he grow in knowledge? Well, what, what happens is that God, who is pure spirit, has never taken on uh, a body, has never taken on a human body. And so there's certain types of knowledge that we have that only comes through having a body. And so some of these are the actual experiential uh, knowledge of pain, that we suffer, the pain, the physical pain that we suffer, the God, because he is pure spirit, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, not, wouldn't normally have. And even going to the, to the lowest depths of being condemned, uh, the lowest depths of being alone and lonely, the, the depths of, of, in a sense, not even being heard or, not, or prayer not being responded to. And it's not that Jesus, who is one with the Father, doesn't have his prayer heard. I think... When we go into the Garden of Gethsemane and we see Jesus in the Garden, and we'll see again on Good Friday in, in, the, in the Gospel that we read on Good Friday from the Gospel of John, we see this pleading of Jesus for God the Father to take this, to take this cup of suffering away from him, uh, that it not be that, that God find in some way another way to, to redeem all of his people. And at first notice we would see that it looks as if God has abandoned him, that God has left him to his own devices, and we don't see a response from God. In today's gospel, we see how there's an angel that is sent uh, in order to comfort him. But in the other gospels, this angel isn't present. And so there's this, there's this deep loneliness. There's this experiential human loneliness that Jesus experiences when he is in the midst of his suffering. And his suffering is so intense in the garden because 
the, many scholars believe that when Jesus was in the garden, he saw all of us. He saw all of us who he, who he was going to enter into this suffering for. And he saw all of us. He even saw how there will be times in our life when we wouldn't accept his suffering on the cross and how we would sin and how we would fall away. And that emotion, that experience, that knowledge that he had in that moment was so intense that he began to sweat drops of blood. Nothing that I've ever heard a human in our day and age ever experience. But this, this, this intense suffering that he experienced in this, uh, of this knowledge of people turning away from him was so intense that he experienced this tremendous loneliness as if there was no one else with him, even though we know that he is God and he wasn't alone. But what he does is he enters into our experience as well. Because when we suffer, when we experience grief, when we, uh, when we enter into that, that human part of our own life in which we are lonely, Jesus desires to redeem all of it. Every single part of humanity he desires to redeem. And so he experiences every point of humanity. We see how after his baptism he experiences to temptation, this human aspect of the devil tempting us away from our life in God. We see in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see on the cross how Jesus goes to the lowest depths of humanity into the loneliness and into pain, into physical suffering and the lowest kind of suffering that he wants to redeem all of it. And he does this so that we know that we have one who has gone before us to show us the way. And so when we enter into this Holy Week, let us truly relive the experiences as Christ did and give ourselves wholeheartedly to these liturgies. The, the, the Holy Thursday liturgy, the Good Friday liturgy, and the Easter Sunday liturgy to truly celebrate all of what God is doing for us to enter into the saving acts of Jesus himself so we can relive once again that salvation that God desires, that God wins for us by his suffering and his death and his resurrection.